0: Well, it took all of about 10 minutes for uh, alternate football to become a meme. If anybody caught any wind of the beer snake in Washington, D.C., and, of course, any of the reactions that fans had whenever that beer snake was taken away from them, then you know what I'm talking about. The XFL is in full swing, ladies and gentlemen, the first spring football league that we will be seeing in the year 2023. And it's, you know, I think it's exceeded expectations, personally. Zach and I are going to primarily cover that uh, because it's been two weeks in the making and we missed last week because I was unavailable. Uh, I know, I'm all over the place. It's okay. I'll be back, I promise. Um, So we're going to go over those first two weeks, give our thoughts and a little bit of analysis on that. There might be like a crumb of Steelers news that we have to talk about. I don't actually remember. I thought I remembered you mentioning something about that before we started but if we remember what that is then we'll bring that up and then Zach will give his hot take for the week so we're transitioning a little bit away from NFL ladies and gentlemen Uh, that'll kick back up once the combine and well primarily
1: the draft gets started but uh, for right now we're
0: going to delve into the world of spring football a little
1: bit hello and welcome back to the podcast two Steelers fans in a pro football world I am Zach
0: and I am Dill,
1: and we are here to bring you all of the news from the USFL, XFL, and NFL from a Pittsburgh Steelers fan's perspective. Today, we are primarily talking about the XFL, and uh, I don't know about you guys, but I actually I did watch a decent amount of the XFL the last two weeks. Um, this past week, not as much. Uh, it was kind of a busy week, um, but the first week, uh, I definitely watched a lot of it, and it was very interesting. I'm not going to lie. Um, just a little recap of the last two weeks' scores. So week one, we had the uh, Arlington Renegades uh, facing off against the Las Vegas Vipers, and Renegades won twenty-two to twenty. That was the, the Houston- season opener. That was the season opener, uh, and then you had the Houston Roughnecks against the Orlando Guardians. Roughnecks winning thirty-three to twelve. You had the uh, St. Louis BattleHawks beating the. Uh, San Antonio Brahmas eighteen to fifteen in a wild uh, come from behind victory, and then another come from behind victory. The DC Defenders defeating the Seattle Sea Dragons twenty two to eighteen. Ah, uh, the week after week two, you had the Battle Hawks beating the Sea Dragons in another close game twenty to eighteen. You had the Defenders beating the Vipers eighteen to six in what was apparently a terrible game to watch. And then you have the Sunday games, the Brahmins and the Guardians. Brahmins winning 30-12. to And you have the uh, two of the Texas teams, uh, the Renegades and the Roughnecks. Roughnecks winning 23-14. to So, uh, some very interesting games of football, I'm not going to lie. Um, I think the most interesting part for me is the fact that the football is actually really enjoyable like it there's is. some really good plays uh you know for the most part everything seems really professional um the announcers are decent the sideline announcers are terrible but you know you can <laughs> you can forg- you know forgive the league for that i you know i don't think it's necessarily their
0: fault i think they're just kind of put in a bad position
1: yeah uh, i just i i don't think i think they're they're too new you know they're not yeah. used to doing this um but yeah, the sideline interviews are kind of off, but the look of everything, like you watch it on the screen and it looks really professional, like the um, the clocks and the like scores and everything on the bottom all look really good. They're all really consistent. Uh, the first down markers, you know, all that looks really professional. The camera angles aren't, you know, like all whacked out like they all look really mm-hmm. good. Um, and it seems like a really professional league. Uh, so I- I'd say it's it's a lot more uh, easy to watch than like the USFL. Um, not saying that the USFL isn't necessarily bad, but it seems like a minor league team where the XFL actually seems a lot more professional. It is, it is
0: hard with the USFL because they were in one spot, so they didn't have any fans. And when you don't have any fans then you hear things that I think you wouldn't normally hear. Like, for example, the zip line of the uh, Skycam, if anyone watched the USFL and remembers that, because that was obnoxious. Uh, the XFL yeah. doesn't have that because they have fans in the stands, albeit not an absurd amount of fans, but I think they've got you know a pretty decent number. For the most part, this league has been averaging between like and 13,000 fans at every game, uh, except for Las Vegas, just because their stadium only has a capacity of 9,000. It's a really bad stadium. And I think they need to relocate that team for next year or upgrade the stadium because it's, it's bad. I watched, I tried to watch the highlights of that game against uh, the defenders in week two. And it, 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 it hurt. It, it was, uh. and that, that game also just by chance happened to be one of the worst games, um, that the league has put on thus far. it actually Probably the thing.
1: worst game, I'm going to be honest.
0: Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It's Yeah. So um, that didn't help it either. Uh, but that, that'll be a situation that I think will improve as the season goes on. The other thing uh, that I think is noteworthy um, – so the, I think I've mentioned this before, but just in case I'm going to mention it again. The way that I have used spring football, if you want it to succeed – you have to put on a good show in markets that don't have NFL teams because every market that has an NFL team is only going to half care because if their spring team sucks, then they're going to be like, well, we got, you know, in the case of Pittsburgh, you know, well, the Maulers suck, and yeah, we got the Steelers. You know, who, well, I guess maybe who aren't always that much better. But still, point, case in point, you know, they're not like, you know, they're going to compete every year. The, the Maulers suck. But when you take a place like, for example, San Antonio, you know, the, the team might not be that great. They're one and one right now. Um, you know the team might not be great, but fans are still going to show up. So I think that that's a huge uh, thing for the league to do. And something that I want to mention is that the Orlando Guardians, one of the three teams in the XFL that uh, is not doesn't not, one of the three cities in the XFL that doesn't have an NFL market, is 0 2 right now. Uh, that team is 0 2, and they look like crap. It is awful. I mean, you have players yelling at each other on the sidelines. There was a, a viral clip going around of uh, their quarterback telling the offensive line to, and I'll, paraphr- I'll paraphrase, uh, shut the freak up while he was calling a play. And then, you know, you've got you've got the head coach calling players out in like the in-game and post-game talks. And it's just, uh, it's not a good look at all. And I, that makes it hard to commit to, you know, a lot of the stuff, especially like, for the fans in that, in that city, it makes it hard to commit to a team. That's just, that's like thus far the Cleveland Browns of the XFL, you know? So, um, that's, that's my little mini rant. I need to go on that rant, but I did. So you're welcome.
1: Yeah, I I think, but I know, I think it's valid because at this point, you're looking at all of the things that could derail this league from continuing. um, like, look, they have a much bigger fan base and I think people expected them to. Um, Like, you look at how many people are going to these games, and yeah, probably a good half of them are going to these games because they're cheap and they're fun, you know? I went to a Major League Soccer game the other day. Why? I, I don't like soccer. You know, that's definitely not why I went. I went because they were cheap, and it was something to do on a Saturday night. That's probably why a lot of people are going. But... That's still money for the league and that's still somewhat of a fan base. So the way that I see it is um, they do a really good job of promoting stuff like that this year. And little hiccups like this, even though it doesn't seem like it could be much, uh, it can actually go to really like upset a market going somewhere that doesn't have an NFL market um like we've mentioned before salt lake city or richmond virginia like going somewhere um that doesn't have a market for the nfl that you can kind of do a test audience in um because then you're probably going to get the same turnout as you are at the vipers games but it's going to be in some place that you can actually establish
0: yeah, it'll be easier to build in a place like that doesn't have an NFL market because of what I just said. You know, that the, if the if the Vipers in Las Vegas are bad, people are gonna go, oh, well, at least we have the Raiders, who aren't really much better. But you know, at least that like feels.
1: But the NFL teams are also established too. Exactly.
0: So, I mean, it's it's gonna,
1: at the end of the day, unless they're you know St. Louis BattleHawk fans. Let's be real. Like in any place with an established NFL market you're not going to hear these fans brag about being, oh, we're the XFL champions. Like, nobody's going to care. And not to say that nobody really cares about this league, but it's like they haven't established themselves yet. And so that's why you got to do it with these teams that don't have a market, because then those are the fans that get passionate when they win, because then they're like, oh, we won this. We won the championship. We're the XFL champions. Those are the people that you're going to get to, like, you know, repost this Start, you know, blowing up social media about how, you know, they're the best team and all that. And some of this stuff, obviously, we've talked about toxic fans on here. Um, And, you know, some of that toxic fandom can come from this. But it, as much as it sucks, especially with stuff like the NFL, the XFL kind of to an extent wants to create a little bit of like that, you know, we're better than you uh, fan mentality. That's how leagues get big is they create competition, yep, and you know there's not going to be any competition if teams with NFL markets are winning things because they're like, oh yeah the that little team over there won good for you yeah they're they're not gonna post about it they're they're gonna be happy, but they're not gonna post about it, they're not gonna get into arguments online, so it's i i Again, it's just like the NFL, I will not say that it's scripted and I'm not going to say that it should be scripted, but it's going to be significantly better for the XFL if like a team like St. Louis or San Antonio can win the XFL championship. I'm not gonna say Orlando because let's be real, this is not they're just not going to win. Yeah.
0: I, it's it's a little. It'd be early to pull the plug on any city, I think, after the, except Las Vegas, and that's solely because of the stadium debacle. That's not a fan base thing. That's a stadium thing. Yeah, like I mean, you don't. You can't. You can't like take in that that those ticket sales. As, and it, like when you look at other places that would sell more, like you know place like San Diego or something, like it's it's too tempting. But if you want further proof that like the small markets t- quote small market care more. Uh, Let's take a look, for example, at the St. Louis Battlehawks, who just as of today, I think it might have been yesterday, but either yesterday or today, they completely sold out the lower dome of their home stadium or the lower level of their home stadium. You know know what I'm talking about. So they had to open up the upper part of the dome. And they haven't even played. The Battlehawks haven't even played in St. Louis yet. That's how much they're still selling.
1: Yeah, and San Antonio is doing a very similar thing. They're actually what from the stats that you were telling me, they have the most for most, most attendees. The most, huh? Didn't, didn't the first couple of games have the most
0: attendance. Oh yeah, yeah, they did. You just you just cut out. That's why.
1: Okay. Yeah. Still, San Antonio right now is leading the XFL in attendance so far, and that's another market that you know doesn't have. uh NFL team now Texas has two NFL teams but San Antonio doesn't themselves yeah so that's still you know they're thinking well at least like we got something now we don't have to you know like settle for Dallas or Houston because let's be honest if I were them I wouldn't want to choose between those two either <laughs> like they actually have something to cheer for yeah so those are the markets that you want to look for. And also, if any of you uh, guys are watching these games, listen for the crowd noise. Because it's actually really cool when you're watching a league that you know you would kind of assume that not a lot of people care about. But you can actually hear the crowd getting into it a Especially lot. Especially
0: San Antonio. That game was loud.
1: That game was really loud. And that that's actually one of the things that got me really into the games the first weekend was hearing like how loud some of the stadiums were i was shocked with how much noise dc made like they were really into it and i did not expect them to get that hyped up especially since they are have a pretty well established nfl team now granted that nfl team is kind of going through the ringer when it comes to like
0: (laughs) that's one way to put it
1: yeah but like when it comes to all of the management decisions but it's still a very established league or very established team, and um, they've had a ton of success in the past, and they yep. still have a loyal fan base. So, like the fact that they're this loyal about the XFL tells me one of two things: one, they actually like really care about the XFL, and that XFL team has established a fan base, or two, um. The Washington Commanders' uh, ownership and all of that junk is so bad that their fans are forced to pick a new team. I
0: think it might be a mix of both, honestly.
1: That's that's very understandable. I mean, if I had Dan
0: Snyder as my owner, I wouldn't want to root for that team either.
1: That's, yeah, I, I
0: completely understand. But... I don't know what it is people named Dan Snyder and or Schneider, but anyone with Dan and something resembling Snyder, Keep them away from any profitable business.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know if you know who Dan Schneider is.
1: I know Dan Schneider, the Washington football owner.
0: No, that's Schneider. Schneider is a, he was, we're going to have to have a talk later about who that is because that is not a family friendly uh, thing.
1: Yeah, so, okay. Kids don't go looking that up. Yeah,
0: don't. I don't think kids watch our podcast.
1: Uh that's true. Oh well. Anyway. So yeah, that's um, kind of really what's going on right now with the XFL. Um, look, I'm I'm gonna be perfectly honest. There's there's problems with it, but it's a it's still a very entertaining league. Yeah, um,
0: and I mean every every upstart anything has problems when it first starts out because that's just you know you got to work out some of the kinks. I. Pray to whatever God may be up there that they get rid of sideline interviews because they're terrible.
1: Yeah. The other thing that I'm I'm really not vibing with is the how they tell us the calls from the coaches. Yeah, I really don't like that. Where uh, it's like, yeah, you know, you'll
0: hear the quarterback like, not even that, but like you you'll listen in on like the OC or something like call to play. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that either. The league
1: really predictable later, um, for sure. Yeah, so that's kind of unfortunate. But I, it's,
0: I, you know, it's it's just like I don't I don't care, frankly. I don't understand football lingo. I don't care that much to know like what their play call is. I just like. I mean, what what is what, I don't understand like what the what the end game is. is it, I I get like what they're saying is like oh we want to bring like a a better field experience, you know I.
1: <laughs> yeah, I understand them trying to you know bring the fans more involved with the game, but I'm like it's still that's not why people watch football. I'm like you're trying to give us a better football watching experience, but meanwhile, like look, the NFL gives us pretty much the perfect experience if it didn't we wouldn't have been watching it as much as we have over the last hundred years Yep. like there's a reason why the nfl is not just the textbook of what to do with football but it's the textbook of how to market sports like in all honesty yep it's the biggest single sport league in the world least from what I can see, um, uh, uh, they like singular sports league. I really don't know if there's any. I mean, like the Olympics doesn't count because that's. Is that
0: of- is that that weird like soccer thing that they got over in Europe? Does that like I can't remember what it's called.
1: Would probably be the closest.
0: Kind of. There's there's one that's like there's one franchise.
1: Is worth like. Oh. Manchester United.
0: Yeah, it's I I I really don't want to understate it because then all the soccer fans will like kill me. But I want to say it's like two point. F- it's by itself is worth two point five billion dollars. Dang. Yeah, I say, say that.
1: that's the only one that would be. Oh my gosh, oh. what is that called? What? It's not. It
0: it isn't FIFA. It's not FIFA. I don't know why I keep thinking. It. No. What the heck is it called? I don't know. I'll figure
1: it out later. No, yeah, but I, I would say that's the one thing that's close. But the fact that the Super Bowl is still the most watched single-day sporting event in the world and the championship of that is not, Yeah, I'm still more inclined to think it might be richer. It might be richer than the NFL, but it's technically not more loved. Fair enough. In general, at least. Um, but I stand corrected or I could stand corrected, you know, people I, I could be wrong. Uh if if you know, if there's other bigger leagues out there, let us know in uh mm-hmm. Instagram, Twitter or comment section. All right. Now I want I wanna take us into
0: uh which I didn't tell Zach about before because I thought about it with like while well, we were ten minutes in. So for those of you who haven't been paying attention to the intros, I'll remind you. I always introduce myself as Dill. It's my name. But when you, when you call yourself Dill, there's a lot of people who are going to call you Dill Pickle. It's fine. It happens. It's, it is what it is. And I wanted to introduce a show where uh, we, ta- we consider some of the greatest questions uh, that we have, either relating to the topic at hand or just about sports in general. And so I call this segment uh, Pickle's Pondering. Uh, and so, and so, Zach, for this first segment of Pickles Pondering that you didn't know about that I'm telling you about now, uh, I pose you this question. Do you think that the XFL makes it to the end of the year?
1: So, just for a little, you know, context with it, because obviously with the media deal, it's going to make it to the end of the season. Do you mean that by the end of the year, will it be renewed for a second season? Yeah,
0: that's that's what I mean. Okay.
1: Uh I'm going to be honest. I I believe it does. Um I know some people might be a little bit skeptical. Uh there's a couple reasons why I think it does. One, it it honestly has more of a following than the USFL and the USFL made it to a second season. It's true. Um with semi decent amount of following for the USFL. So I feel like the XFL is only going to get bigger. Um, yep. The other thing is, some of some of the things that I've heard with the fans is just too good, and the fans won't let it leave. Yeah, EC having an established tradition of a beer snake, actually making it through multiple iterations of the XFL and then coming back, and honestly helping the XFL go viral in week one. I'm sure uh, any viewers who even you know peeked into the XFL heard about this. Um, the beer snake made an appearance at the uh first defenders game the uh security took it from them and as retaliation for their beer snake getting taken they decided to throw lemons onto the field which I love every bit of that it's not- i
0: I also love that that was i didn't watch that game I don't remember where I was uh where
1: the heck was I no it. Oh,
0: i don't know what what the heck was I doing
1: That game oh you were at a dance or something oh that's right we had a yeah that's
0: right that's what it was um so yeah i did not see that but i did watch the highlights uh that the lemons did not make it into the highlights but i did see the highlights on or not the highlights the lemons on twitter and it's glorious
1: yeah and that that was honestly one of my favorite parts but the fact that you know we were kind of talking about it earlier but a place like washington dc can have that much of an established fan base that you know, you can't even say it's, you know, happening right now when Washington's going through a bunch of manager problems. It's been happening over the last five or longer years because it's gone through a couple iterations of the XFL. You know, these are diehard defenders fans that have been sticking around for a while. So I think that's really important. Uh, I think stuff like that's going to keep it going. The Battle Hawks fans are going to keep it going. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, if you heard the fans in Arlington, or no, not Arlington, San Antonio, then you know that they're going to keep this going too. And it, it's stuff like that that I think this league's going to make it. Um, but if anything's going to happen by the end of the year, I think there could be a decent amount of changes to location. I think... More than likely, uh, like possibly two or even three teams could actually change location. You think, wow, oh, no. that's that's um, interesting. I would honestly probably say, um, Vegas is gone almost for sure, going somewhere else, possibly Seattle. And if I had to pick a third one, I think they would get rid of one of the uh. Texas teams, and it would probably be Arlington. I
0: So I, I would disagree on the Arlington point solely because that's where, like, the league setup is. I think, like, it would be smart to move a team out of Arlington just because Dallas is just – Dallas and football don't really get a – by the way, somebody tweeted when the league kicked off that it was nice to see a Dallas team playing in February, and I thought that was hilarious. That's actually pretty good. Um, Especially
1: anyway. if they don't even go by Dallas.
0: Uh, yeah, facts. Um, but but
1: there are a lot of so I I
0: am with you on the front that I think a, a couple teams are probably gonna move. Vegas again, man, Unless they get a better stadium, they get a better stadium, then I think they're still, <laughs> um, at least for another year. I man, I was incredibly, and it might just be because the game was so late. I don't know what they were thinking with all these games at like ten thirty, but that was a really dumb decision. Um so i don't know if that maybe that was just part of it like you know a thursday night at like 9 or whatever time that game was you know i don't i wouldn't expect a lot of fans but i mean cuz when they were in seattle 2020 that i mean those fans were like crazy but based off what i saw they didn't seem that insane they weren't like they, it seemed pretty mediocre so i'm i'm I, i'm with you on the seattle front um in terms of the the pondering as a whole i i think I think that the league can definitely – I think it makes it beyond a a first year. Even if it's solely off the backs of the Battlehawks and the Brahmas, I think it can definitely do it. Um, And I think what's really – the biggest indication of whether or not that's going to work is if we see attendance and, like, viewing numbers – not really viewing numbers, but, like, attendance at games, if we see those numbers going up or going down – That they're going up, even if they're even if they're going down in like two or three places where the teams are bad, fine. But if they're going up in like most places, even if it's just by a little bit, that's a good indication. Um, Obviously, there's going to be a drop off from week one to week two, just because you know the the thrill of opening day and you know all that junk. So, Um, yeah,
1: like I said, I mean, you got to kickstart it by keeping these tickets cheap, and people go. Because it's something to do Saturday night. Yep. On a Sunday, and that's how you got to market this. Just make it something fun for people to go do. Yep. And as like that's how these be- these leagues start. That's how you get fans to go from casual to diehard. You get them to go to these games for cheap tickets and like a fun time. They get really into it, and it works and about half of the games so far have actually been really close. Uh, a lot of them have been one score games, come from behind victories. Um if it keeps being like this and they keep making interesting games, that's going to be another thing that's going to propel them forward. Um I I'm wishing them the best though because I'm I'm honestly really interested and in, like we've said a couple times it's like Steelers fans should be watching this because you know what? We get so worked up about football every year. It's really refreshing to watch a game and to not really care.
0: Yeah, not care who wins. Um, I will say this.
1: sorry. At... I...
0: No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. My bad. That's my bad.
1: No, you're good. Um, but uh just kinda of to finish that out, it's like even in like NFL playoff games and stuff like that, you know, I know personally just being a diehard NFL fan that I'm still like on the edge of my seat, even if it's two teams that I don't really care about. So it's, it's nice to have a league where I have no allegiances anywhere and I can just watch the game and just watch football. Yeah. I need some team to win this in like the next three games or lose two out of the next three games so that we can get a better chance at the play. Like, I'm not doing freaking astrophysics in my head to figure <laughs> out the Steelers' best way to the playoffs in 2025. You know, it's it's nice and relaxed. So I, I urge a lot of Steelers fans to try and go do that because in all honesty, it's probably like a form of therapy for us. I, I would agree with that. But uh, carry on, Dill. What
0: were you yeah? Thinking? So I'll, I'll give my final word, and then we'll move on from uh, this. Um, as someone who watched and really liked the league in 2020, uh, I'm gonna need a couple more weeks to determine whether or not it lived up to my expectations. I'm not disappointed yet. I'm not overwhelmed yet. I'm sort of like still in that deciding phase. But the other thing that I will say, <laughs> I was a fan of the Tampa Bay Vipers in 2020. They went one and four. I decided I was going to be an Orlando guardians fan this year. They're zero and two and look like garbage. I hate this. <laughs>
1: uh, you are not good at picking, uh, mm. XFL teams. I'm friend. not, I'm not. And it hurts. Yeah. Well, I thought I was going to root for the sea dragons there, and they're zero two as well.
0: That's yeah. Uh, but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was the first pickles pondering. Podcast. Uh, Hope you like that because I'm gonna try and bring that around to make that a regular segment. Um, I think we should keep that. I'm not gonna. Lie. I, oh, thank you. But um, now that we now that we've handled our pondering, uh, I think it's about time to make the make the uh, Twitter followers uh, angry. So Zach, what 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 fire of knowledge, what fire of accuracy do you bring to the? Twitter fan base today in the form of a hot take tell me Zach how, how how can you irritate
1: us how can you irritate us today you know sometimes I just got old betting predictions um watching some of the games on uh you know the first weekend and 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 the second weekend and the announcers were talking a lot about the betting on this which was interesting i'm like honestly i would not have pictured the xfl as something with a lot of betting but it sounded like a decent amount of people were actually getting in on the bets here so i'm going to go out and throw out some sports vetting advice here our boy ben danucci playing for the seattle Sea Dragons. he is 0 two it's it's upsetting but their team doesn't look bad um they lost both of their games by two points against two teams that or no the first game they lost by four points but still uh against two teams that honestly uh are both at this point vying for uh you know championship status right now. Um and look amazing. Again it's probably too early to say that but you know they look really good. So I would not say the Sea Dragons are a bad team right now. But they are going up against the Vegas Vipers, which is a bad team. So here's what I'm going to say. In a league that doesn't necessarily have the most passing in the world, Ben DiNucci is going to throw for over 400 yards. Oof. Uh, You know why he's going to throw for over 400 yards? This is something that's an interesting bet right here. He's going to throw for over 400 yards because it looks like, if I'm reading this right, the game is in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, that sounds right. Which means that the Las Vegas Vipers defenders are going to slip on three <laughs> occasions to allow massive touchdowns for the Sea Dragons.
0: Oh, no. That's not, <laughs> not the field, bro.
1: I am going for the field. Oh. I mean, you're probably right. but It's going to make for semi-interesting football. It's going to command Vegas to think about what they're going to do for their field next year, which will only make the XFL better. And it's going to make for interesting football, even if the Vipers do get blown out, because you know what? It would be hilarious and probably go viral if the... Sea Dragons got three massive scores all because the Vipers players can't stay on their feet. That would be a little funny. So I think that's kind of going to be how it goes. I think, um, going to have a really good game. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm going with this. Um, I want to start doing a lot more XFL, uh, hot takes. Uh, so forgive the kind of earlier ones like this where they might be you know a little bit more circumstantial or you know uh not necessarily as i guess in depth um but it is a new league but i eventually want to get some good XFL hot takes in here so i'm going to start off small but uh let me know what you guys think on the XFL uh just as a whole what do you guys think uh we, we invite you guys to ponder with us. You guys think that uh, the XFL will make it to a, another season? If you haven't watched the XFL, uh, please go take a look at it. We're not being sponsored by them, but you know what? Uh, they're they a very interesting league that, you know, if if you're a lover of football, I believe you should go watch it. So go take a look at that. And we did say we had a little bit of, tid, you know, Steelers news, so I'll throw it out there. Um the Steelers wide receivers, along with uh Pat Fryermuth and Connor Hayward, have been practicing with uh Mr. Bisky and Kenny Pickett down in Florida. So, you know, good to see a lot of these players back, uh, you know, staying in shape, uh, building connections with each other. Uh, Deontay Johnson is there and has been posting a lot about it. So, uh, it sounds like a lot of the rumors that he will leave are kind of. You know, up, you know, not really gaining traction anymore. Um, he at least seems bought in for the moment. And my favorite part of this news is that Calvin Austin has been doing all of the workouts with them, uh, looks really good, and seems really healthy. So I think that's important. I think our receiving score is going to be really good next year. Um, maybe we can get Jordan Addison, but we will talk about that uh, in the future in our mock draft which will likely be coming out uh probably in the next like four weeks as we get closer to the draft and uh finish up with coming uh this weekend. So again, please stay in, uh in tune with the XFL. It's it's a lot more interesting of a uh, you know, league than a lot might think. Um and also Stay tuned for the combine. I won't be watching it so closely, I'm going to be honest with you, but, you know, some interesting things that can happen in there. So we'll touch on that a little bit next week. But, uh, yeah, this has been the podcast today. Uh, hopefully you guys all enjoyed it. And we are going to end this podcast the way and And here we go, Steelers. Here we go.